Oh, well, there we go. It's the 11th of August, and my name is Nigel Bird, the Reality Coach, and welcome to the Reality Check, and what a show we've got for you today. First and foremost, I hope everybody out there is keeping hydrated. The sun is getting hotter and hotter and hotter, and as we move into the weekend, it's going to be really, really hot, so keep hydrated. And the other thing I was going to say also quickly about there with the Reality Check, try and keep your animals in. And I know it sounds ridiculous, but when those dogs going out there, they've got their paws on those hot pavements, just make sure that you look after them. But welcome to the show. We've got uh, the man in the seat. Glenn, how are you this week? I'm doing great. Thank you, Nigel. Excellent. Had a good week? Yeah, it's been great. I've been enjoying the weather. Been out doing a bit of disc golf as, as usual. As usual, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you must yeah, be coming good. really good at this disc golf. You would now. think so, wouldn't you? Um, <laughs> you would. But, um, sadly, no. Sadly, no. No. But, but you're a try. But I enjoy it. So yeah, yeah. that's the main thing, isn't and it? And that is the main thing. That's the main thing. Well, in the studio today, and I, and I don't want to sort of waste too much time uh, in introducing him because he's going to introduce himself a little bit more. And I'm really interested because... In the studio today, we've got Councillor Stephen Hibbert, who is the Deputy Mayor of Northampton Town Council. Stephen, welcome to the uh, the Reality Check. How are you? Thank you. I'm fine, Nigel. I'm very pleased to be here. Thank you. Uh, now, I've got a, a whole load of questions. So, But the first question that I've got, as Deputy Mayor, what's it feel like to be Deputy Mayor of, of Northampton Town Council? Well, it's very a very proud moment, obviously. It's something... Uh, um, Yes, I look forward to. I just hope I hold everything together until next May and I, I do become mayor. <laughs> right, because one of the questions, I, what was happening last week, and I knew you were coming onto the show, so I started to ask a number of different people, what is it that you know about the mayor and what were the questions that you'd like to ask? And one of the things that came up was, well, how do you get to become the mayor? So you are now the deputy mayor and you get voted in by... By the the other councillors on Northampton Town Council, they they make it. They have a choice. Um, uh, normally, it goes to each party in turn. Uh, they're, they're depending on how many councillors from a particular party there are. So uh, uh, the, the layout of the town council is such that it's more often likely to be a Labour councillor who becomes mayor. But but every so often the the Tory will get an opportunity and every so often the Lib Dem will. And the current mayor, uh, Councillor Meredith, Dennis Meredith, he's a Lib Dem councillor. Right. And so it's not an automatic assumption that this time next year in May you will automatically become mayor. Do they vote again or is that a case of... They they get to vote on it again on the day. Um, I hope it's automatic, but as I say, (laughs) if if my name appears in the newspapers in the wrong manner, I'm sure that they might think differently about it. Wow, wow, wow. So how long have you been the deputy mayor? Um, I I became deputy mayor in May this year. Right, Uh, okay. uh, So one year as deputy and then then one full year as as mayor. As the mayor. That's how it works. uh, Councillor Meredith Dennis was deputy mayor last year. Right. So you could, because the other hat that you wear, and I'm assuming it's, it's a similar type of hat, but as a councillor, where are you a councillor for? Um, on the borough, on the, the borough, on the town council, they call it Riverside. Okay. So that's basically um, uh, Wakes Meadow, Standons Barn, a little mm. bit of Little Billing um, all around there. Right. So as a councillor, what are the kind of things that, that you do? And I, lots of our listeners, I think I was explaining or trying to sort of share with you before we came on today, is that my era, 
I was never given the opportunity as a child to, to sort of understand politics. All I was told, and this is going back to the sort of late 60s, early 70s, is that when you go to vote, you just look for the word that began with the L, so that was <laughs> Labour, and you just put the big, o- the big X in the box. Now, of course, that's what I did, but I want to come and ask you a little bit more about you know, how it is that you do as a councillor. So, yeah. so what is, is, is your general week looking like as a councillor? Um, well, I mean, the, the basic response is to, to deal with uh, uh, issues that are raised by the residents in your particular ward. Um, but uh, it can be the case that you are given bigger issues to deal with on a, on a council-wide basis. Um, less so uh, in a parish council con- concept, and, and the, the town council is effectively a very large parish council. Um, but uh, in the past, for example, I've, I've had obligations towards housing and, and things like that, and uh, I've been, I'm very proud to say I d- did a great deal of work to uh, provide accommodation and, and help and aid for, for rough sleepers around Northampton. Um, I, I was um, cabinet member for housing on the old borough council when we introduced the the, the night shelter down by the railway station. Wow, well, because well, it is, it's cause it, I'm assuming that somewhere along the line, you know, you, you got this bug, this emotion to say, I want to go and do something because you've not always done this, have you? No, no, no. I, I had no, <laughs> I had no idea. Uh, at all that I was going to be a councillor. Um, I, I did join the Conservative Party. Uh, I mean, politically, I, I knew where I was where I was heading, and I used to help um, uh, Brian Binley with his elections right. back in the uh, in the in the two thousands, and. Uh, he and one or two others would would later say, "Well, you ought to stand as a councillor." And I, I actually turned them down twice. Wow! But people kept coming back and saying, "No, no, you'd be you'd be you'd good, be good at for this. this." So let's let's do it. So I persuaded myself to do it. Excellent. So, so what were you doing before this? Then, what was your job before all of this? Oh, it's a hell of a story that is. You know, you know, I come from Chesterfield up in Derbyshire. Okay, and. Uh, uh, Back then, I mean, at school, I wanted to be a journalist, believe it or not. Right. And I actually applied to various local papers, but they didn't take me on. They were, I didn't even get an interview, for God's sake. Wow. But back then, we had somebody called a youth employment officer. Yeah. And, uh, in fact, we, we ought to have them today because they were damn good. It was a damn good idea. Although, uh, one has to say, uh, all he could do was direct me into a job. And he, he basically, well, I went to, into his office and he basically said to me, right, what are you doing? Are you going down the pit or in a factory? And I said, no, I'm going to work in an office. And he looked a bit Perplexed, staggered by yeah, all yeah. of this. <laughs> That's uh, amazing, isn't it, when they're the only options, in a particular area, you know, they're the only options available mm, to people. Yeah. And, and, and the assumption is made that, that that's what you're that going to do. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, and he, he went through his pale and he said, well, I've got this job in a solicitor's office. Do you want to go for that? And honestly, what crossed my mind at the time was, That'll impress my mother. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I spend the next 50 years working in the law. And I don't know why, because all, it all stems from that. And I can't say that the whole 50 years was, was a wonderful experience. There was some enjoyment in it. Mm. And I quite liked going to court and things like that and, and doing that sort of stuff. But uh, 
maybe maybe with regret maybe i should have been a journalist or maybe i should have tried a bit harder to be a journalist well you know something it's it's never too late you know and i think never too I, late. and i actually <laughs> think that you know because um we, we we're going to take a short break in, in in a while but like one of the things that because i think this is a job you know uh, and as a role and as a leader um i think this is what we're all requiring now we need to be seeing the difference and we need to be seeing people like yourself doing what it is that you do. You were just talking about like for the last, well, not for the last 50 years, but for 50 years of your life, you've been working in law and there was a possibility that you were saying that maybe, you know, in reflection, I should have been looking at journalism. And what I was saying was that I think that what you're doing right now is, is very similar to that because you're going out there and you're sharing with people and, and you really are in that position. But... Coming back to the position of where you first had those individuals saying to you, you should actually set uh, and stand as a counsellor. What were you feeling and thinking at those points? I, I think like a, probably a lot of people didn't think I could do it. I had, I, I had illusion, if you like, that, that uh, counsellors, a bit like when I was a boy, when you were a doctor or a lawyer or an accountant, you know, these are things that... These are professional people. Yeah. They're way above me. Yeah. And I probably had that illusion that a counsellor was something extra special. What, what's been proved to me is that, no, you work hard at something and you can get things done and you can be helpful to people. And it is open to anybody. Mm. Um, and, you know, I, I often say that that first year on the council, from 2011 onwards, I, I probably sat there and listened more than I spoke. I, I'd yeah. see what was going on around me. But then you work into it. Uh, and it's, it's a delight to be able to help people when you, when you can. Yes, of course. The, the big thing about being a counsellor is that you shouldn't make promises because so many times other people put obstacles in your way. Of course. So you don't go around saying, I will get that done for you. You say, well, I'll try I'll and try see my if best. I can solve that. Yeah. And when you do... It's yeah. It's it's really great, and when you don't, it becomes a, a, a extreme irritation. Like one one guy lives quite near to me, uh, was beset by people walking across his garden because it was a shortcut. Yeah, mm. it wasn't it wasn't a footpath, but they created one. Wow. But it was his garden, and when he put a fence up, people just knocked it down. Wow! And I haven't been able to to, to because it's private property it's his property it's up to him to do mm. something about it i haven't been able to help him yeah and, that must be frustrating other, other than if i'm out in the street and i see somebody walking that way you can I quite say. often say do you realize you just crossed somebody's garden and yeah often they no i didn't know that. yeah it doesn't look it's a footpath isn't it no i say it's it's that chap's garden. And you know what I really like about that story? It really does. You know, everything that we do here on, on the Reality Check is to try and pay it forward. And we we're always trying to explain about how do we end up with the, you know, doing the things that we do, feeling and thinking the way that we are. And sometimes we actually do things and feel things and, and, and say things that they're not really us. It's just this case of we just got used to it, just like they got used to that this is a public footpath. It's not mm. someone's garden. Mm. And when you get told it's, it's not, it is very interesting. Question for you. What was it like at your first council meeting as a councillor? How was you feeling? Um, I was probably nervous when I went in. I was probably too concerned about where I was going to sit. When when I had an allocated seat anyway, so I was probably too concerned about things like that. 
and what whether I should wear a tie or not. All that silly stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but once you're in there and you see how people are operating around you, you pick up on that and you realise it's, it's actually, I mean, it's not as stiff as people might imagine it. It's mm. quite, quite uh, in fact, it's a bit of a hellhole at times with people yelling at each other, as you know. Yeah. As you, one of the things I've noticed through COVID and, uh, is when we've had a lot of these Zoom meetings, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. is that people are much better behaved on Zoom meetings yeah. than they are in real life. Except maybe the really f- the famous one that happened during COVID, wasn't it? With the, oh, the parish the council. Ja- yeah. <laughs> Jackie Weaver, yeah. was it became yeah. a celebrity. That was yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. I shan't, I shan't go into you because I'm not quite certain which you're talking you about. Look that up, yeah, yeah. I, I, I shall look at that one. Stephen, what I'm going to ask you now is um, you, as the deputy mayor, what does that entail in, in regards to your role? What is it that you do? You know, do you go and open things? Tell people what it is that the deputy mayor does. I, I, I would be required to stand in on behalf of the, the current mayor mm-hmm. if, if he gets double booked or if he can't make a particular event. Uh, and I've done four or five like that already. Um, but um, in, that, that's basically all it is. I, the difference between the two roles is that uh, uh, the mayor chairs a meeting, the deputy mayor, sits alongside him but gets to vote because I'm, I'm there as a councillor too. Right. The, the chair would have a casting vote, if you like, but they very rarely use it. It's not the done thing for the, the, the mayor to use his vote because the mayor is effectively there to chair the meeting and make sure everybody behaves themselves. Yeah, of course. So does it become, you know, when, when you're having these meetings, um, does it become a little bit... Oh well, in the past we had you know, we've had people ejected and things like that. Right. Yes. 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 Not not necessarily councillors. I don't think I've ever seen a councillor ejected. I've 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 heard the threat. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I've heard the mayor say, "You carry on like that, and, and you're going to you have to going. leave." But I have seen members of the public ejected for for hurling abuse at mm. people and whatever. So so anybody can can come and and. Uh, observe these meetings yeah yeah sadly we don't we don't get all that many people turn up really right they don't you know they well, i think that's reflective of lack of interest in politics probably they, and it is a strange one isn't it because i think we, i was saying to you before we came on air is that you know um i, I don't know and i really don't know and it, it may sound quite um i'm not even quite certain what it sounds like to say that i'm not aware from a, a political point of view but that's the era that i came into are you seeing our younger generations taking more of an interest within politics? Not enough. We, we, we have got some younger councillors nowadays, but they tend to be people who are very politically motivated. They tend to be people who've studied politics mm, at university right. and, and coming in it that way. What we need are more you know, straightforward, out of school, four years work experience, got something to offer, come in and talk about youth and youth culture and and what we can do for the young people we need more people like that we need more women apparently we need more women because we don't kind of we get we get a fair few women come forward as councillors but probably not enough Mm. um we we need to address all those kind of issues so there are opportunities (coughs) then for and again i think the exciting bit for me is to hear what you're saying is that you, you don't have to be a particular type of person you don't need to have a particular level of of anything other than having a you know a a good heart a good mind and a good intent keen keen interest in your community and and wanting to to do things Mm -hmm. and not 
Yes, yes, there's, there's room for you there. There's yeah, that's great. And I think a lot of people have that keen interest in community. It's perhaps just not knowing that there are, like you say, that they can go along to meetings or that it's about, I don't know, it, there must be a way to get a greater visibility out there, be it at careers fairs, or I'm sure you probably do attend all these things, but it's, you know, to yeah, try yeah. and get the message out there to young people and connect with young yeah, people. Yeah, Glenn, you know, they should say, don't, don't, uh, don't come along and, and say Hibbert's talking rubbish. Come along and, and contribute. Mm. Yeah. And, and, and tell me a different point of view. Yeah, that's right. That yeah. might change so my, you can my yeah, view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, let's have more of that. Because, you are, because you are open to, to being challenged. Yes. You know, you're quite yeah. happy to have a debate. And if somebody has got something that you've not thought of, <laughs> you're quite happy to say, oh, right, I've not thought of it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I tell you what, it, it, it really is fascinating to, to sort of hear this because, you know, I think for a lot of people, um, and you were talking yourself earlier that like when you were younger, you had this perception of what that meant to be a councillor or a mayor. But, you know, I, I was going to carry this on in, in a very short while. Welcome back. This is The Reality Check and we've got Councillor Stephen Hibbert in with us today. And, you know, first of all, thanks so much. for You know, I've been quite surprised again how easy it is to talk to you. Um, and again, because I think that I've got that perception that yeah. maybe councillors and this, that and the other, they're hard people, but you, you're right. It's This is just ordinary people. So you were saying just a short while ago that, you know, we are looking for, you know, a variety of people to be getting involved with, with their local communities, being able to sort of almost lead in, in, in a very open-minded, in a very open-hearted manner. So... When we look at the, the, the House of Commons, for example, that was set up for, for us as commoners. It was the whole thing that yeah. we could actually yeah. start to, to get just local people. And that's where it is that you need to get back to. Is that right? They, yes, they're elected, of course. But yes, of course. They, they represent the people. Yeah. Whereas in the House of Lords, they're there because of their titles. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Well, if there was somebody out there um, Stephen, that was thinking, I would really like to get involved because I, I understand young people. I can, I've got something to give, etc. Or I, I'm into nature or conservation, you know, or whatever it is that that would come as a community interest. How would they go about getting involved? You know, I I would say there is there are there is room for independent councillors, and we do there are some. About. Okay. But it's very difficult to get elected as an independent council unless you really are well known in the community mm -hmm. for some other purpose. Maybe you're head of the residence association. Okay, or yeah. Like that. So people know who you are yeah. and already think he's a good egg, she's a good egg, we'll, yeah. we'll vote for them. Mm. So I think it's always probably the best route is to, to join a party because okay. then you've got support from your, mm -hmm. your fellow party members uh, around election time you've got people to help you out deliver leaflets and and just give you a general back slap when things are going a bit bad when somebody's just shouted at you from the front door and you, you're feeling like not going on yeah you need people around it just to give you that motivation yeah, to move yeah, on yeah. so so we're, we're looking for people that, that that are from from different areas of of focus uh, different uh, political uh, views and 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 connections yeah. but what what are you looking for what would you say that an individual needs to really have to become a good councillor, I, I think it's it, it is terribly in, important that they have community focus upon and that. Uh, but beyond all that, probably break it down very simply. Just they want to help people. 
mm. and they think they can actually do something and achieve yeah. that that that's more important than anything wow and uh, you know it's great to hear it really is great to hear and i'm sure that a lot of our listeners out there are having their ears pricked up and saying i want to be involved with this i'm particularly you know younger people too you know, it's, it's, it is, I have seen an increase in our younger generations that are really stepping up to the mark. They're standing tall and saying, okay, enough's enough. We need to now sort of be working together. You know, so I've seen intergenerational communication really improving. And I'm, I'm really hopeful for the future. I know the pandemic has done a lot of bad things to a lot of good people. But one of the good things that's come out of the pandemic for me is that people have had the time now to consider what do I want to do next? Mm -hmm. And this is a great opportunity, mm -hmm. not just to pay it forward, but to really be the difference that is required out there. So what would you say to somebody if they wanted to get involved? Where would they go and find out? I, I'd say, regardless of your political beliefs, mm -hmm. just go online, find your local party, whatever that might be, and, uh, and join it as a member to start with. And uh, there's lots of social functions attached to this. So you will be encouraged to come along. You will mm -hmm. join in. You'll be able to talk to people. And at some stage, you probably will end up being given that opportunity. Yes. Wow. Would you like to stand in your ward? You seem like a, a good person. You, mm. seem, you seem like somebody who a lot of people already know. Uh, and if you're interested in doing good for them, would you like to stand in your ward? Wow. I think it's very important that you're local to where you of course yeah that makes sense of course yeah. yeah so if you're out there and you're listening and you want to get involved and you've got something that a real passion to to make your local community a better place to live for everybody that's in there and around there um yes get onto google figure out how you can move into whichever party you want to do Stephen Hibbert is an easy person to talk to, guys. So if you want to get in touch with, with Stephen again, if you go onto Google, you'll be able to find him. And I'd just like to take this opportunity to say thank you so, so much for coming in. And I would like you to come in on a, on a semi-regular basis, Stephen, if that's okay. I'd be happy to come back again. Yeah, yeah great. Fantastic. There's a lot to talk about. Isn't there, there is. just? Isn't Always. there just? Yeah. But Brilliant. thank you very much for today. I really, really appreciate it. I hope you've enjoyed you, listening. Nigel. We'll see you all next week. Have a great week.